Tick, 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 tick. Huh? We start in Titty City, where the mayor was stripped of his duties and the town was heard chanting, Since you've been John, we can't breathe for the first time. Loaf's moving on, yeah, yeah. And Michael Sarah Pittman was super bad, but no breast reduction could stop Loaf from getting a look at these warlocks on his team in Titty City. The Ravens threw it back to the early aughts as they were bopping Creed and Tyler Huntley and Loaf sang, With Mark wide open, I'll give Loaf everything. With Mark wide open. And Slim Brady also made an appearance in Loaf's lineup as he said, Crack a bottle, let Amari waddle. Don't act like a slobby model. Loaf just hit the lotto. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Mixon's jumping in Loaf's Tahoe. Loaf, 90.2. Esto, 85.8. Some spread. Tick, 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 tick. Whip, whip, whip. Last, we head to the most pointless playoff game in league history, where the winner will move on to get boat raced by Arby's Secret Sauce. Chevy Chase Edmonds went on Christmas vacation early, but Will's entire team said, shitter's full as they stunk it up this week. Darnell walked the Mooney, told Sloan to shut up and dance with me as he got it done on Monday night. A.J. Greenday had Will saying, wake me up when December ends. But for now, he walks a lonely road. Sloan had his heart set on Kygo these playoffs as he's singing, loving me could be a burden when my heart is freezing. I need you to burn it. Maybe I'm just a fucked up person. The only time I'm feeling is only when I'm hurting. Only Jalen hurting. Song 102.2. Well, 81.4. Oh. No. Oh. Will Reimer. What's up, dude? How we doing? We're good. Just doing Good. a little holiday shopping. How are you? Good. No complaints. Uh, working from home because Uncle COVID came came by JetLinks and knocked out the accounting department. So <laughs> Good times. Good times. Yeah. Just like it's wiping out the league this yeah. uh, this last couple weeks. Yeah, it's very fitting for the playoffs. Right. You're, everything's good for you, though? Yeah. Good. Nothing, nothing to complain about. What about you? Yeah, no, not at all. Just like I said, just just sitting in the parking lot at High V. Just got done grocery shopping for the holidays. So love that. Got the love got that. the day off, and yeah, just gonna enjoy the next five days off from work. Well, thanks for making time to hop on the pod and talk about the the playoffs. I apologize oh, yeah. for for the how the first round went, but it was a weird week. <laughs> it was. I you know my team just didn't deserve it this year. It was a weird <laughs> year. Felt like there was times where my team was really good, and then other times it was kind of shitty. So yeah, I don't know, just couldn't put it together. So it is what it is. Yeah, it uh, it came down to it though. I mean, both both first round playoff matchups kind of came down to those Monday Tuesday games, which is good, right? Yeah, yeah, it made it exciting. Who would have thought? I mean, it looked like for a chance that my defense and kicker might do it for me. Yeah. But... 
But Hurts. then Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, the one quarterback that nobody wanted this year, saved your saved your season. Yep, absolutely. He kind of just he was the the only guy left, and and Lighting said, I can't believe that he's going to trot this guy out there. And uh, here we are in the playoffs with. <laughs> he starts off with the interception, the fumble, which he's he's sitting negative for a bit. But yeah, he. Yeah. Which he, honestly, that honestly didn't hurt you because. It was basically a free touchdown for right, Washington. For Washington. So yeah. That hurt my defense. So yeah. I was like, yeah, mixed emotions early on in that game. But yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about me. I'm I'm history now. We yeah, let's talk about the, the, the four teams left. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how COVID's going to affect things, but but me against Tenny and Nate against Loaf and two. I guess. I don't, uh, two heavy favorites, I would probably say. Yeah, I would say so. I was looking at the projections this morning, and I didn't realize Nate's team – because Nate's team went through that really rough patch. Yep. Um, but he's, he's put things back together. I thought he was kind of just limping into the playoffs. Like, I know Matt would admit probably happened to him, but Nate's kind of revived his team, and his team is looking really good again. Yeah. I mean, he put up a bunch of points last week, and – a few of his guys like Patterson did nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, when you have Cooper cup, you always have a chance. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it's been, gosh, I, I was, I, I, I know I looked at the sleeper app last week. I met, sent that message about, um, shout out Trevor and Jacob playing for last in that. League yes. Too. I love it. <laughs> um, but I was looking specifically cause I wanted to see where Nate picked Cooper cup and thankfully he picked him in the fourth round. So he won't be able to keep him next Ooh. year. Cause otherwise that would have just been unfair. For yeah. Everyone. He'll probably be a first rounder next year. So yeah. I think yeah, so. That is good actually. Yeah. I also, yeah. so we'll dive into your playoff stuff and then I do want to talk about some league stuff just like, Oh yeah, uh, waivers and then, um, what else? Sleeper and I have a keeper question for you. Okay, but let's dive yeah, into good. the let's dive into your. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I got all day for you. So, <laughs> I I just I kind of want to do a deep dive. I sent you a text last week about this, like especially if I lost because. We now have four teams that have never won it. So we'll have a new NW wash-ups, fantasy football um, league champion this year, which will be kind of fun for everyone. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Um, Yeah. So I I guess before we get any further, I know Nate will claim that he won a championship (laughs) before these five years. And I don't deny it. That's probably true. But, like, those first two or three years that we did it before we, like, have the most recent five years of league history there was just a lot of different things going on like i think one year was eight teams i know one year jake states jake states did it for one year and won it and then left wow so yeah so we didn't really have like a consistent league until these last five years and so that's what we have on the league history on espn so that's kind of what i'm going off of um but there were some really interesting takeaways yeah, I wasn't in the so, first two years, so it's definitely you, Oh, you weren't? No. Me, wow, nor I Jacob. Um, I think just us two, but yeah, I was not yeah. in the first two years. Interesting. I yeah. think it was like just those, basically the, the Lincoln East guys, Aaron, I don't think Mitch ever did it, and then Matt and me. So I feel like it was like eight people eight, to start. Yeah, probably was. And then, we, and then we grew it. But 
But anyway, yeah, so if we kind of dive into these five years, it's really interesting. So I know you and Matt aren't playing each other, but it's kind of crazy. Your um, resumes are almost identical. So I went back and looked at the matchups and I added wins and losses, not just for the regular season, but also like playoff matches or matchups that like actually counted for something. So like if you're playing for the championship or we're in the semifinals, like John and I are technically playing each other this week now, but it means nothing. So like didn't include those and you are 44 and 37 you're nine and six this year and your playoff record you've been to the playoffs three times and your playoff record is three and two and matt is 44 and 38 so just one more loss same number of wins also nine and six this year also his third playoff appearance and he is three and three in the playoffs holy smokes so pretty wild and we yeah, both so, have a second place finish. Yeah. And so that gets even crazier. So Nate, who plays Matt this week, his record is a little different. He's 41 and 40, so not quite as good, but still yep. solid, obviously, to be above 500. He's two and three in the playoffs. Also is his third playoff appearance ever. Wow. And he also got second place. His best finish was second place in 2017. Matt got second place last year. And I have you got second place in 2019. Yep. So the, pretty uh, wild. Three yeah. teams that have been really close to getting the job done just couldn't quite do it. Yeah, I feel like the early 20-teens Falcons because I kind of like make the playoffs. I had the, the epic collapse in the championship against you. It was kind of a Falcons-Patriots situation where I was up a million points and you came back. It really was. I looked at, <laughs> that, I looked at that one, actually. You had Saquon and Jared Cook, who had 55 points alone by themselves at halftime yeah and they finished with 70 and the rest of your team couldn't even get 50 points combined and so so it was looking so bad for me and I also looked back and you had your Colts defense was on your bench and they put up 32 or else you would have won I remember that I I I picked them up solely to keep them away from you and then I was like maybe I should start them and I didn't and then yeah I had like Rodgers on Monday night I think and he just Neg. So yeah, he yeah. did nothing. And I think Adam Thielen, they might have been playing the Vikings. I saw he got zero he got zero point two <laughs> points for you somehow. I don't even know how that's possible as a receiver, but yeah. it happened. Yeah, it yeah. was a it was an epic collapse. So yeah, me yeah. and Wolf, I feel like are very similar brains, maybe in fantasy football, where we're kind of like risk averse and we always have these like teams that put up ninety four points every week. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah. you like sneak yeah. in the playoffs and it would so. be pretty awesome though if you guys found a way to meet in the championship. I, I think Jesse and Nate are the favorites, obviously, but with your guys' history and is it Matt? <laughs> I'm trying to even remember from early on, like Matt kind of owns that oh, series, but owns. you've got him you've got him more recently. So Yeah, I beat him this year. If you can keep me completely. He has real estate yeah. in my in my body. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right, yeah, well. He's a sneaky good underdog. He's better, I feel like, when he's not supposed to win. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like Matt kind of just needs, and I'm not even trying to be mean, he just he's going to need help if he's going to win this. Because <laughs> yeah, Rojo. To be, to be, I think it's going to be tough to beat Nate this week and then obviously yeah. to beat you or Jesse. I, I don't know if I see it, but he is on a pretty impressive trend if we want to dive into the – Matt and Nate yeah. matchup. He has Matt has finished. I know. I think he already went over this in a previous pod this year. But 
So this is five years of league history. Go ninth place, eighth place, seventh place, fourth place, second place. Holy And then now we're here. So he's got, he's literally gotten better every single year. So if the trend continues, it looks like he's going to be our league champ. Love that. But I don't know if I do love that, but. (laughs) But I don't think I would love that. It is. But yeah, so Matt and Matt and Nate are the only two who have um, met in the playoffs before, and it it was I think it was last year, and Matt kind of uh, put it up on Nate. He won one fifty to one eleven. Yes, yes, this is the the old uh, we times the mm-hmm. uh, the bench that went off. But yeah, I've I've got that for you. If if Nate had started Antonio Brown, <laughs> David Johnson, and the Ravens D. <laughs> then he would have won so he I was super it. close <laughs> yeah oh absolutely yeah just yeah i mean just a third of his lineup you know yeah yeah 33 <laughs> percent um yeah. and then bad. tenny's debut yes let's not neglect tenny because <laughs> he he clearly yeah he deserves this one i would say he, needs he if we go if we go over his league stats he is 29 and 47 overall Nine and five this year. So honestly, like for as good as his team has been, it kind of reminds me of one of my teams like that got brought up a couple weeks ago where it was like a really good team, but the record wasn't quite as good as you would think. So like nine and five didn't really help his overall league um, history all that much. But he, you know, put up by far the most points. Um, His best finish was sixth place in 2017. That's the best he's ever done. So he's obviously already surpassed that. And that was when we um, still had 14 playoffs. So, you know, he hasn't made the playoffs yet. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but, hey, he deserves this one. He, has, he does. His team lost. is nasty. Oh, it is. And so, like, I was looking. I'm like, Jesse kind of lost a couple games down the stretch. Like, how's it been looking? Because he lost two in a row to close out the season, like the regular season. But yes. if, yeah. 93 if you win- to 9-5. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you'd think maybe it's possible that he could be beat. But if you look at his point totals, including his bye week last week, he's he put up 150 last week, and he's put up 140 points or more in four out of his last six. Good so Lord. It's absurd. Even he puts he, up so many yeah. points. He's like a walking 150. Yeah. So even though he lost those two, I feel like he's still the hottest team in the league. I thought it was John until he – stunk it up last yeah, week but last i think it's week. it's jesse again for sure unless covid gets him i haven't really been following this week closely yeah so, that would be a tough way to lose oh it's but yeah hopefully because i have eckler right he's on the covid list too so there's a lot of COVID oh, stuff hinging on our on our, on our matchup but Dang. yeah i mean you look at tenny like he drafts Tiger Kill in the first, Jonathan Taylor in the second, who's the number one running back. He gets Debo in probably like the sixth, who's the number two receiver. Yeah, yeah like, you would assume he'll probably be his Cooks keeper has been really year. good, Josh Allen. It's just he drafted so well. Yeah, you could you could argue that he stole Trevor's strategy and has the best position. <laughs> the best player. player. Or yeah. best player at every position. He actually yeah. did it. Because he's even got Nick Folk, I think, as his kicker. Yeah, so, he did. Yeah. yeah. He nailed so, it. He nailed it this year. Absolutely. We'll see if he if he collapses in his first playoff appearance. But I don't. I don't know. It's gonna. He's gonna be tough to beat if if these guys stay off the COVID list or if they can get back. Yeah. 
I think it's going to come down to that. If I had to make a prediction, I would say I wanted to come on here and say like, oh, we're going to get one or two upsets. But I think his team is too good. And I and I do think Nate's team is better than Matt's. So obviously last week was really weird and it looks like it's probably going to continue this week. But I, I do think I do think we're going to see a Jesse Nate Lincoln East just matchup. In the a championship. chalk, a chalk yeah. championship with two Lincoln East. Just unfortunate. They're going to stomp all over everybody. Lincoln East is both in the finals. Yeah, I'm sure Samuel will jump on board too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll ride the coattails for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. so uh, any other analysis before we get to the league? No, that's all I got. We'll see. Okay. It should be a fun weekend. I like it. Um, let's talk fab for a second. Let's do it. Fab stands for free agency bidding. Something Acquis- acquisition. I don't honestly know what it stands for. I'm not okay. sure to what the so, two A's are. But the way I understand yeah, it, you get a hundred dollars at the start of the year, and you have to like bid on players. Twenty dollars if you think like a running yep. back is going to be very valuable, but then you have yeah, eighty so like, to spend. Yep, exactly. So like maybe an example would be like. Chuba or Chuba Hubbard, who I know yep. kind of was disappointing yep. this year, but McCaffrey goes down and you're thinking, okay, if McCaffrey's on the IR, I'm going to get, you know, an RB one for three weeks or more. I might decide to put like $25 on him, And it has no, it doesn't matter like who you've picked up in the past. You just put this bid in. It would be the same way. Like you'd put them in on Tuesday and then other people would obviously also put on bids. You have no idea what others, you know, have bidded until the following day on Wednesday morning. You see, yeah, it would process and you'd add players and whoever is the highest bidder wins. And so it's obviously fake money and you just have this hundred dollars for the entire season. So if you think it's worth it, like at the beginning of the year, someone goes down, you could spend, you know, if someone tears tears an ACL and is for sure out the whole year and you get their backup, like maybe AJ Dillon, who's been a stud, like when Aaron Jones has been out, you might even want to put like 40 or $50 down. And then it just kind of evens it out because then there's not this whole waiver order, reverse standings issue. And if you're in first place all year, but want to go all in, you can still get somebody um, but then obviously if you do go all in, it's less money you'll have left over at the end of the year. So it's just kind of like a more fair system. And yeah, honestly, in, in addition to be, yeah, it's more strategy. So it makes it harder it rewards the people who actually like really think about it instead of just putting in 50 claims and hoping that your fourth person doesn't get taken by somebody else. Like you actually can, yeah, right. strategize a little bit more and it's just, I think it would eliminate the issues that we've kind of had this year and and not really understanding what goes on with the waivers. Um, But yeah, I just think it would, it it brings a little bit more to the league as far as strategy goes though. Yeah. It feels like this system, like the current system we have kind of throughout the year evens out the teams. So like we've never, I don't think we've ever had like a one loss team that, you know, because like Drew Meyer was the closest one. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, lighting just racks up all these running backs because he's in last all year, right? Yep. And then it kind of, like, evens things out. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we put it up for discussion. What happens – so, if you're done, if you're out of 100 – or you have $0 left, right? And mm-hmm. then it's this week in the poll. 
zero dollars. I can't like yeah. go because I made three three moves this right. week. Right, I wouldn't have been able to make any of those. No, no. So that's yeah, that's a good call out. So once you're out of money, or even if you're not out of money, but once once that night is over, Tuesday into Wednesday, then it's just like a normal free agency waiver pick. Like you just pick someone up. There's no you know twenty four uh, hour window. You just pick people up. So if no one gets if no one, you could bid $0 on somebody. If you just want to like pick up a defense or something. And yeah. if no one else bids on that player, then you get them. So it is like a normal waiver order. I think that waiver order just resets based on the, whoever, like, you know, which whoever made like the most recent claim goes yeah. to 10 yep. and just resets. So after Wednesday, yeah, you just would be able to pick up whoever you want. You just want to be able to spend money on players. So the that's why again like that's why it just yeah it, it's more strategic because you might use your money all up early on which means yeah you're gonna not have as much say later in the season where some people tend to like hold it all for the very end um and then uh, they're just gonna get whoever they want at the end of the year because they're gonna have all their money or close to it and they're just gonna be able to outbid people yeah like rojo this week would have been an example yeah yeah if okay. someone hadn't really done much yep exactly cool. I like it. Well, uh, I think we should air that out. So yeah, hopefully everyone listens to this. And uh, my last question is a keeper question. How should we handle? So like last year I cut Eckler in half cause I kept him Right. So I got him mm-hmm. in the fourth round, I think. So this year I'm probably eliminated from getting Eckler again. I can't cut it in half again and get him in the second. Because I took him in the fourth yeah. already, so he's eliminated. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't care. The this was a, I think this was like a Lincoln East fantasy football league rule where they I don't like and a lot of these rules since I was the commissioner first, I'll admit, are like the same rules that we had done in my high school league. But I think this was one that came from their league, so I'm not sure how they do it. Um, where you can't keep someone inside the fourth round, but I don't really care. I, like it doesn't make a difference to me if you want to keep him in the second round or if we decide just he's no longer an option. It doesn't bother me. That one, I mean, that example anyway is kind of one where it's like he should be a first rounder, but it's not like an incredible steal if you have him in the second round anyway. So I am completely open to whatever the league wants to do on that one for sure. All right, owner jams. Round one playoffs done. Uh, we're on round two. And it was kind of an electric round one. Both matchups came down to it. Uh, Monday, Tuesday games. Loaf and Esto was wild. I mean, you can't really even draw that up. Like, can't really make it up that it comes down to a 46-yard kick. Daniel Carlson. Raiders-Browns. Monday night. One point. Less than one point. If he misses, Loaf loses. If he makes it, Loaf wins. Bangs it. But not so fast, says the Browns. They call a timeout. They ice him. Drains it again. Doesn't matter. And I like to think that I kind of manifested that whole situation um, with the week that I spent in my basement with Daniel Carlson. So I think Loaf kind of has a moral obligation now to just draft Daniel Carlson every single year because he won him a playoff matchup. I mean, it's about as big as it gets right there. So I think Loaf kind of owes it to Daniel Carlson to just draft him every year, keep him on the roster, start him through bye weeks, through it all. Because um, that's what 
I think that's what the, the, you know, general citizen would do. Um, a reasonable person standard kind of, but the whole loaf John matchup was kind of weird. John got off to kind of a big lead. Like loaf had Pittman suck. He had, I think Clyde suck on Thursday night football. John had Herbert go off and then loaf just climbed back. Mark Andrews, um, Carlson, you know, the whole bit. So congratulations to loaf. He's moving on. He gets to play the death boys, Nate meter next round. And, um, the other game me against will. And that one came down to it too. It was Tuesday night. Um, it was his defense, his kicker against Jalen hurts. And, you know, it's been a year. I mean, all year I've relied on Jalen hurts to be my guy. And what does he do? The guy that nobody wanted, Jalen Hurts, comes through 26 points. You know, it started weird with the pick, the fumble. Um, but he, he he pulled through like he has all year. I mean, Jalen Hurts, no one wanted this guy. Lighting just made fun of me for trotting for trotting Jalen Hurts out there this year at the draft. And what has he done? 20 points. Why? 25 points. Why? 29 points. Why? Every week, Jalen Hurts pretty much is putting up over 20 points. He's got a couple stinkers, but I mean, he's just been as consistent as you could ask for. And now I get Tenny next round. And so it's tough. I mean, it's a real David versus Goliath. I think both of these matchups in the second round are David versus Goliath. I think if Nate and Jesse don't win, they should be absolutely ashamed of themselves because they are such heavy favorites. Their teams are so much better. Both of these teams are absolute wagons. And it's a it's a huge letdown if these two teams don't make the, the championship, you know, internally in those two camps. So I think, you know, anything but a win this in, in this semifinal for them would be a massive disappointment for the season. So a lot of pressure on those two. Um, I don't want to add any pressure to it, so I'll kind of stop. But, I mean, they have to win those matchups, right? Jesse can't be losing to this team full of, like, bloggers that I have. And Loaf without Christian McCaffrey beating Nate would be like, you know, the Lions beating the Cardinals or something wild. So, Nate and Jesse, pretty much all the pressure on them. I, you know, we're kind of playing with house money, Loaf and I, and so I feel fine about it. I don't think I'm going to beat Jesse. I don't think Loaf's going to beat Nate, but you got to feel okay about it. Um, Will Reimer interview this week. Please listen because, well, if if you're listening this far, you've already listened to it. So there, we talked about the league. We talked about the playoffs. Sorry, it got cut short. It actually got cut short because Loaf called me. And so you can blame him for that scenario, for that situation. But uh, we talked about a lot of good stuff. And the one thing Will did not get to say because we got cut off is Merry Christmas to all. And that he hopes we see each other soon and that everybody has a good week. I would like to reiterate that. I hope everybody has a good week except for Jesse Tenney. And Merry Christmas from Slona Claus. And I uh, hope everybody spends it with family, friends, whoever. 
and happy holidays. Um, good luck to everybody, except for Jesse Tenney. And as always, even this week, I hate to do it, but I have to. Fuck you guys.